It's episode 12 of Life's a Garden. Welcome back to Life's a Garden. Uh, episode 12, guys. First things first, straight off the bat, want to tell you, last week, I bit my tongue. So if I sound funny at all during this, that's why. It's been a week, still hurts like hell. And anytime I bite my tongue or my lip or my cheek, 100% of the time, turns into a canker sore because apparently I have a super acidic mouth I guess I'm a xenomorph but it's right on the side of my tongue so every time I talk or just even when I'm sitting my teeth rub up or it rubs up on my teeth and it bugs the hell out of me now today it's actually quite a bit better than it has been throughout the week but this entire week it's been driving me nuts I'm telling you I haven't been able to sleep very well because of this uh, first night after I did that or first night after it was really sore slept with my mouth open so my fan was blowing on me dried out my throat so I had a sore throat first day and a runny nose uh, b because it's on the side it makes me th it keeps making me think that I have an earache which I know I don't because I've had earaches my whole life and then I've clenched my teeth at night sometimes because of it so then I start thinking I have teeth issues or something's wrong with my teeth and so basically it's driving me in fucking sane so there's that so I wanted to get that off the if I start if I sound weird to you that's why I've been sounding weird all week hopefully what the hell Hopefully, uh, it goes away soon because I'm annoyed as hell. Also, annoying, had to work today. It's a Saturday. Um, we're a little backed up at work, so I was asked to come in, which, of course, I'll, you know, I'll help out if we need. But there's nothing more that anybody likes to do than work on their day off, of course, right? Um, but you gotta get that, we're gonna get them extra bags, so that's alright too. Like extra money. Um, also yesterday, but, uh, okay, so, oh, okay, wait, wait, let me tell you this. What, here's another thing I want to say straight off the bat. Okay, we got the tongue, we got the tongue thing out of the way. Next thing, next order of business, I am no longer gonna beg you guys to subscribe or share or get the word out about this podcast because it ain't working. I keep I keep trying and I've decided instead of begging for everybody to help me out we'll just let it go and you're either gonna or you're not. I'm not going to ask anymore. And that's fine. That's not me being I'm not being a bitch about it. Because if I want, I can I can promote all I can promote, and I'll put money on it if I have to. That's the thing. Uh, I don't need, like, to get it promoted, because 
I'm not like I don't make money on this now. Maybe I could if it got super promoted. Doubtful. But I uh, I have no overhead here. It's just me. Especially on these days, it's just me. I I don't have any producer. I don't have any cameraman. I don't got any sound technician. I don't got any market guys. I'm all that. I do all that, and I'm your host. So no overhead. I don't got any bills to pay for this. And if you think that I'm doing this podcast for you, you are sadly mistaken, my friend, because I do this thing for me. I enjoy doing this. So if you don't, if, if nobody wants to promote, that's fine. I promote because it's what I like to do. This is for me. And if you enjoy the podcast, great. But literally, it's just me sitting here by myself. Nobody's here. I'm talking to just... I'm talking to nobody. So do you know what that makes me? It makes me a complete lunatic. That's what you're listening to. You're just listening to a a loon. I'm just sitting in this room by myself talking to nobody. Literal lunatic. But I might be a lunatic, but I'm a good lunatic. Because yesterday, I helped a guy move a truck. I was pulling into the gas station, saw a guy pushing his truck out of the road, so I ran over and helped him, and that was my good deed for the year, so I might be crazy, but I'm a nice guy too. Just remember that. Also, another guy came up and helped us, and then when I was walking back to the gas station with him, he, we were just chit-chatting, and then he says to me, Hey, if you need, if you know a guy that needs uh, parts for a 2000 Honda, send him my way. Shook my hand, and I was like, okay, man, I'll let him know. And that's the end of that story. Didn't give me his information or anything. Just said, send him my way. I don't know where to send him. So, if, if, you, uh, if you need parts for a 2000 Honda, didn't give me a model. Um... Go see the guy with the beard at the gas station. Because that's as much information as I have for you. Um, yeah, I'm a fucking lunatic. I'm crazy. What am I doing? Why, why do you guys even listen to this podcast, man? I'm just... Off my rocker, dude. <laughs> um, Alright. Let's move, let's move onward here. So, as much as I wanted to start this podcast out uh, on like a light note and, and being funny, and which is what we always like to do, unfortunately, we're going to start it off with a little bit of serious and sad news. Found out last night, um, Chadwick Boseman, a.k.a. Black Panther, passed away. Um, super sad and super shocking. I saw that and I immediately, like most people probably thought, that it was fake. But unfortunately, it is not. Uh, passed away of colon cancer at the age of 43, far too young. And so, I'm just going to give a little uh, honor to his memory right now because I'm a huge fan of the MCU and of the, you know, Avengers and all that. Him as Black Panther 
was a huge, huge deal in uh, cinema. Um, culturally, and just... It's the, it's the biggest... It's the first ever superhero movie that wasn't, like, an entendre, where it was just a solo superhero that went over a billion dollars. I think. Or whatever. It, it, it's one of the top... I, I don't remember, but it's it's the highest selling single superhero movie that's not a team like the Avengers. Big deal. But also, more than anything, broke down cultural doors and... Um, I can't speak on behalf of that. I, I, I can't say that I understand how it must feel for anybody who has a cultural connection to to what he's done for uh, for for them. But I can speak on behalf of, as a fan. Um, a huge, you know, obviously, I'm a, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the MCU. Um, we lost. We lost a, a hero today in, in the MCU universe, and it's very sad, because I, I'm not only a fan of that universe, I'm a fan of his. He did a very, very good job. I saw that movie, I can't remember when that came out, I think it was 2018, but it was a great movie. I I've thoroughly enjoyed it as a, as a movie itself, not because it was breaking down barriers, but because it itself is a great movie. And he plays that role extremely well. And, you know, not just him as Black Panther, but him as an actor in general. He's a, he, he was a great actor, and unfortunately gone way too soon in his prime, just, just starting to become a, a mega star. And so... Yeah, it's it's very very sad, and I and I send my condolences to his family, and to all of his fans. Um, you know, it's so shocking when when something like that happens. Like when Kobe died, same thing, man. I, I thought it was fake. Too young, man, and and such great. How crazy! Colon cancer, forty three years old. Why does that keep doing that? Um. Sorry. Yeah, no. And I get it as, like, a fan of something. I get this, the outpour of emotion because I've had musicians that have passed away that, as a, as a true fan, as a, as a strong or heavy fan into something, whether it's music or movies or characters or anything... You become attached, and you you feel close to that. So when they when they pass on, you feel like you lost something that's a part of you. Now, I don't necessarily feel that in this situation, but I understand how other people can feel that. Like I said, I've had musicians that I felt really close to that passed, and as a fan of you know the superhero genre, I can understand how you. You don't necessarily see him as Chadwick Boseman. He's T'Challa. He's, you know, the Black Panther. And we basically lost the Black Panther today. So, very, very sad. Um, 
I don't know what else to say about it, man. The world weeps, and and the the superhero universe, the Marvel universe, uh, we all weep together today for Chadwick Boseman, his family, and um, yeah, Wakanda forever. So uh, yeah, let's get back to the to the silly stuff because that's what we like. I don't like talking about the sad stuff, but sometimes you gotta, and sometimes, you know, with, with something like that, you gotta pay tribute. So, I wanted to make sure to pay tribute. Black Panther was a great movie. I mean, I, I, re I really did enjoy that movie. <clears throat> and, and like I said, too, it, it changed the landscape for, for the, uh, black community when it comes to to superheroes it, it opened doors and it it if it, it inspired young young kids who have never seen themselves through the eyes of a superhero and so that's that's really awesome so yeah pay a little tribute to that guy uh okay let's move forward here i'm i'm a little late to the game on okay couple episodes back i brought up Cardi B and mentioned how she has shitty music which I stand fully behind now I'm a little behind on the on this topic but let's talk about the song WAP because there's a lot of controversy around it and at first I wasn't sure what to think and after, I'm glad I waited to talk about it because it gave me a lot of time to really think about what I wanted to say with it. Now, no surprise, I am not a Cardi B fan. Not really much of a hip-hop fan. In the case of this song, WAP, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, stands for Wet Ass Pussy. Who cares? You know, that's all I gotta say. There should be no controversy. I mean, I understand people saying it's vulgar, it's, you know, it sends a bad message, or, you know, it sends a, a message that could be perceived wrong. Um, we live in a world where there's porn and you're going to get upset about a song it's it doesn't make sense also did we forget that the song my neck my back my my uh, is <laughs> my neck my back lick my pussy and my crack exists and has been out for a long time. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Cardi B or anything because I'm sure she can do that all on her own and I'm sure she's got plenty of people that can do it. I'm defending music and the rights of, of artists to be able to create what they want. It's free speech. It really is. This goes all the way back to Dee Snyder uh, standing up in front of Congress and fighting for musicians' rights 
to write about whatever they want. If parents don't want their kids listening to it, fine. You don't want your kids watching R-rated movies, but those exist. I mean, in a world where you can stop your kid from watching the movie Hostel, you can stop your kid from listening to a song. Now, if there's worries that they're going to hear it on the radio, there's there's uh, the censored version. And who listens to the fucking radio anyway? Like I said, we live in a society now where you are literally one click away on your phone from, th- from seeing the most disturbing German dungeon porn that you've that anybody could ever imagine. It's literally a click away. And we're and and there's this I don't know, a small or large community of people that is up in arms over this song. I listen to the song just to see. Personally, not my flavor. Not into it. I don't think it's a I don't even think it's a good beat, honestly. Like I'm not I'm not really into it. Nonetheless, just drop it. Who cares? It's it's mild compared to some of the stuff that's available for the world to see and hear and experience. So that's my thoughts on that. Also, are we really surprised? I mean, to be fair, hip hop in general. Now, I'm not saying all of it, but a good majority of hip hop and rap isn't really doused in in a uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, substance you know you're not gonna really if you're if you're looking to be inspired hip hop you might have to dig a little bit now don't get me wrong I've heard plenty of inspirational rap and hip hop songs but I've also heard a lot of completely garbage rap and hip-hop songs that have zero substance. And this is no different than that. Um, I get the arguments that, that, you know, women should be able to express their sexuality too. Fine. That's fine. I agree. If, if a man can sing or rap about, you know, I'm gonna fuck all the bitches then women should be able to say essentially the same stuff. I have no problem with that. The song still lacks substance to me. I mean, I'm that doesn't inspire is that going to inspire anybody? Also, if you're a parent and you're saying, "Oh, well, Cardi B is a inspiration to young to young girls and and how is this a uh, positive influence on young kids? If your kid is looking up to Cardi B, you have way bigger issues, my friend. You lost your kid a long time ago if that's their role model. Just saying. You got some better parenting to do. Nothing against Cardi B, I just think she's an idiot. Also, she drugged and stole from men, so, and nobody talks about that. Anyway, that's really all I gotta say about that.
I am all for. Uh, I'm all for. <clears throat> artists and musicians' rights to put out whatever they want. And we as people and as parents and whatever can completely. You don't, just don't listen to it. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. That's all there is to it. And if your kid's going to find it, he's going to find it. They're either going to find that or they're going to find German dungeon porn. So, what would you rather them, them have? Uh, done wearing those. But what do I know, right? I'm a fucking lunatic. Why do you guys even listen to this? Basically, I mean, this is just the ramblings of a madman. That's all this podcast is. When I don't have guests, by the way, I was going to have guests, but then I had to work today, and the time just didn't work out. So, I was going to have a guest. Instead, you got to listen to a crazy person just talk. When it's just me sitting here, that's all this podcast is. The ramblings of a madman. I don't know why you listen to it, but I'm glad you do. Nonetheless, I'm glad you do. Onward. Um, let's talk about my band's first show. So, we played our first show. And, I mean, it went about as good as any first show you could, you could have, I think. Sound was great. Uh, it was an outdoor show. I thought everything went off well. I mean, we knew some spots that we might have messed up on. But after there was a lot of recordings, and I went back and listened to them. And I thought it sounded fine. And speaking for myself... Now, everyone's their own worst critic. I am certainly my own worst critic. I've heard I've heard my voice on recordings multiple times. And I know when I sound good and I know when I sound bad. I'm never one to toot my own horn. But I thought I sounded really good at this show. And if I'm saying that, that says something. Now, obviously I know I wasn't perfect. I I had there's plenty of parts that I felt like I could have improved. Or there was better. Um, but I've heard recordings of myself at other shows, and I was just embarrassed. Didn't feel that this time, so always a good feeling when you can come out of a show and feel like you put on a the best show you can. I thought all the other guys did great. I couldn't honestly play with a better group of guys. So I was very happy to share the stage with those guys. They, they put on a hell of a show. They did a great job doing what they do. Um, we actually had a jam in the middle of it, and they killed it, man. I was so impressed. I, I, I didn't really know what to expect, and they they killed it, man. Because I didn't do anything at that point. I was just standing up there. Um, yeah, after the show, Justin, who I had on the podcast a couple weeks ago, my my rhythm guitar player, his dad, who has seen us play in other bands years ago, comes up to me and he says, uh, Man, have you been taking vocal lessons? Because you sound a lot better than the last time I heard you. 
And I said, nope, just a lot of karaoke. And that is 100% the truth. I have not had vocal lessons a day in my life. Probably shows because, you know, like I said, I'm not the best singer. But doing karaoke for the last five years literally has improved my singing because it forces you to to um, sing different ways, test your range. Um, I've learned different styles of how to sing. It really did help me. And you're singing other people's songs, so you have to sing them good or else people know when you fucked up. And like I said, I learned different techniques and different styles and karaoke was the thing that improved my voice. Which is crazy. Um, I also got a lot of people tell me that I sounded like Maynard from Tool, which is the most humbling compliment I've ever gotten. I don't, I barely accept it because Maynard is one of my all-time idols and heroes. So for somebody to say that I sound like him is a compliment greater than I can accept. Uh, let's see what else. Had people come up to us after the show. Here, this is one of the best feelings you can get. Is when somebody comes up to you and you're like, "Oh man, what was that? What was that second to last song you guys played?" Or, "Or man, what was that song that goes like this?" And then they kind of hum it to you. It's like, damn. So you, the song that you just heard for the first time, that we wrote, hit you well enough that you liked it enough to really it was stuck in your head. That's a great feeling. And somebody asks you about it and they're like, hey, do you guys have any recordings? Not yet. And we will get some recordings. But, just a great feeling, man. I mean, I can't explain it. So, that was pretty awesome. Uh, my Uncle Mike was there, surprised us. He, he showed up. So, Aaron, our bass player, his dad, my uncle, was there. My dad was there. It was his birthday. So, just a good show, man. Uh, the guy who ran the sound, the uh, he plays in Fake News. Shout out to him, man. He was a great sound tech. Really, really, really made it all that much better. That was, And you know what? That's another thing. I credit a lot of the way I sounded at the show to the fact that I could hear myself very well. Every other show I played, I could never hear myself. This one, I heard myself clear as day, and it, it's a world of difference when you can hear yourself. Because it just, it just, you can find your pitch, you can, that's the biggest worry I have when I'm on stage, is, is being off key, or coming in late, or forgetting my words, and that's everything I'm thinking about, every second of every song, is timing, you know, the lyrics, my my key all while trying to like look good on stage it's a lot and I will be the first to admit I was nervous as hell but once we got two songs in the nerves went away and I felt really good so we had a great turnout thank you to everybody that came um, we'll be playing more shows soon I hope we'll let you know exactly when those next shows are coming up and Hope you come out to see us, man, because hopefully this is just the beginning. We will be hopefully uh, taking the town by storm 
and be the next one of the next big bands, man, because it felt really good. Really, really excited to uh, to have gotten to do that. Um, I thought there was some other stuff I wanted to say about the show, but I guess that was it. Yeah, the the sound was good. I don't know. Really happy with that. Um, I was gonna do since we just talked about concert, my, our concert. Uh, we bring back an old segment that was a while back, and that is concert stories. I got my concert ticket book, and I flip through it and find different concerts I've been to and tell stories about those concerts. I'm pretty sure I remember which ones I told last time, so I won't repeat any stories. And, uh, yeah. It's funny, too, because that was, so back, this was literally ten episodes ago that we did this segment. Also, the segment, or the, the episode was called, I'm a Celebrity Now. And, so we've gone from me being a celebrity to me being a complete lunatic. Oh, how the tides have turned. What ten episodes can do to a man. I've gone from being a celebrity to to a psycho, to a crazy person. Because that's all this is. You listening to to a lunatic. I'm sitting in this room by myself, talking to nobody. I'm looking at a screen of me. I'm staring back at myself. I'm having a conversation with me. But really, I'm having a conversation with you because you're the ones listening. But not not while I, not by my eyes. I'm... I'm losing it, guys. I'm losing it. And if this fucking tongue doesn't heal up, I'm going to lose it even more. So, hopefully soon. I forgot my uh, concert ticket book in the other room, so... (gasps) Brief intermission. And we're back. And you know what? I'm not even going to cut that out because you get what you get when, when you come to this podcast. Unless I say something bad that needs to be cut out, it's the only time I'm cutting stuff. So that is staying in. All right. Let's see. And this time I'm not going to just like, I'm not going to pick a, a page number and flip to it. I'm just going to find the ones that I think have some of the best stories. So, let's do... Okay, yeah, let's do this one. Bob Seger. Um, like, okay, first of all, like I said, every concert has a story. There's there's no... Con- like, whether it's a really, really good story or a lesser story. This one is one that doesn't necessarily have a great story to it. But, here, here's my concert story from Bob Seger. My sister... She got the tickets. Not cheap, by the way. These are not cheap tickets. She had two of them, I believe. Her and her aunt were going to go. And then for some reason they couldn't. I can't remember. I think, well, our aunt had surgery, if I'm not mistaken. So they couldn't go. She was looking after our aunt. 
And, uh, we, she just gave me these two tickets. And so me and my buddy Mac went, and, uh, I think that was the first concert I'd ever been to with him. I think. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I am wrong, because he went to Devil Makes 3 with us. So, not the first concert I've been to with him. But, what I do remember is uh, sitting there, watching Bob Seger, and looking over at my buddy Mac, and him just having this big smile on his face, and he looks at me and goes, Man, I'm having such a good time. And that just felt so good. Like, we weren't going to go. He had no plans on going, and I was just like, Well, let's me and my buddy go see this. And I knew that's kind of more up his alley, music-wise. So we went and saw some Bob Seger, and when he said that, I just felt really good. And I'll never forget that for some... Like, it's such a small thing, but I'll never forget him just saying that, uh, how much fun he was having. And that was awesome. Let's go this way. You know, let's go page one. Because I know that's where all my, like, I put some of my best shows there. Okay. Music as a... Okay. This is my first ticket I put in here. This is not my first concert. But I put it in here at number one because it's probably one of the all-time greatest concerts I've ever been to. And it was the Music as a Weapon 5 tour. Disturbed. The lineup was Disturbed, Corn, Seven Dust, In This Moment, and I think that's it. One of the best lineups I've ever seen. Uh, Missoula. It was in Missoula at the Adams Center. I remember the the road trip up there was great. The, the guy we were staying with, I'd never met him before, but it was a friend of a friend's. A lot of fun. We got to the show. In this moment, I had seen them many times before. Seven Dust comes up. And I remember I'm standing, I'm just kind of standing in the middle of the crowd. It was, it wasn't like packed. And there's like this group of frat guys, clearly frat guys, college town. And they're standing there like, you could tell this maybe was their first ever metal concert, if not their first ever concert. And they're just like joking around like, oh, like mosh pit, blah, blah, blah. Like they're just goofing off and... And it's fine, whatever. But it's like, you could just tell they didn't know what they were doing. And like, oh, a mosh pit, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you want to see a mosh pit? And I fucking went in there with these frat guys who were just like mockery mosh pitting. And I was like, this is a mosh pit. And I started moshing with them. And like actual moshing. And uh, I ended up getting shoved back. And I just, I, I this is what I remember in my head. I was like running full tick backwards until I I, I I was just was backpedaling as fast as I could I don't know why until I hit a wall of people I was just like I'm just gonna run until I run into somebody I hit this wall of people turn around I'm literally four rows from the front no idea how that happened and so I turn around and I stayed up there and I'm watching seven dust from four rows up uh, they they and they're set I kind of sneak my way up a little bit to the second row 
wasn't planning on being that close this soon because I was there to see Disturbed, but I had never seen Corn before. First and only time I ever seen Corn. Um, I'm standing up there. It's getting hot. It's getting like claustrophobic a little bit because that's how it is up there. I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna stay and watch, watch corn. Like I gotta see corn from this close. Lights go out, the band comes out, and I'll never ever forget the moment Jonathan Davis from Corn walked out on the stage, and I looked up and I was like, I, I did not expect to be like so awestruck, and I was I just remember thinking, wow, that's fucking Jonathan Davis from Corn. This is corn. I had never, uh, I'd never seen corn before, so, and I just, I wasn't ready for that. And so when I saw, saw them, that was, uh, a really crazy moment. And then, of course, and, and I stayed up there the whole set, and then they got off stage, and I stayed up front for waiting for Disturbed and I was dying and a security guard came by with a with a bottle of water and was like dipping water in people's mouths and that saved my life and the second Disturbed hit the stage a new I was like reborn this like new like burst of energy came in to me and I was I was good to go so yeah one of the best one of the best shows I've ever been to let's see Okay, yeah, how about this one? Uh, <clears throat> um, Breaking Benjamin. This actually has a great, great story. So it's Shinedown and Breaking Ben. This is in Bozeman. Um, first time I'd ever been to a show in Bozeman. Now let me tell you a little story about Bozeman. First time I've ever been to... First and only time I've ever been to a concert in Bozeman. The people in Bozeman... Have zero clue... About... Crowd etiquette. Concert etiquette. So, let me educate you. Also, Missoula... Is way too... Lackluster when it comes to crowd etiquette. They're... they're it's so easy. You can. I, I've been to. I've been to many shows in Missoula, and it takes nothing to get up front. I just walk right up front, and everyone's just like, "Oh, go right ahead." Like you gotta kind of be aggressive and fight for your spot. And their mosh pits in Missoula are pretty weak. Now, Bozeman, on the other hand, complete opposite. Dicks, just dicks all around. I have I almost got into multiple fights that night, which never happens. One in particular, which I'll tell you about in just a minute. Uh, but people, people getting mad when when you're jumping, or people getting mad when you, if you get if you get bumped into them, they get pissed off, and it's like, welcome to a concert. Uh, people mosh like people moshing inappropriately, like. In the wrong time and just tr basically trying to hurt each other. You don't do that. When you mosh, you you look out for each other. You, you you're not swinging fists and stuff like that. So Bozeman crowds, they don't understand. 
Probably because they don't give very many concerts. Billings crowds are like perfect. The perfect amount of aggressive and and not pussies and understand. They uh, we understand how to have a crowd, how how to have crowd etiquette. So, the big story at this at this concert was, um, so it was me, my uncle, my buddy Eric, who was on the podcast last week, uh, my brother, and my sister, and we're all standing there watching Breaking Benjamin, and this, this little fuck keeps coming up to my sister and, like, trying to hit on her. And this was before she started doing MMA and and CrossFit. So if it would have been today, I would have been like, have at him. Whip his ass. Make him look stupid. But this was before that. This guy kept bothering her. I let it go for a little while. I let her handle her business. And when I could tell he just was not getting the fucking message, I stepped in and said, look, guy, she's not interested. Be on your way. And he kind of gave me the, oh, fuck off. And he just, he kept bugging her. So I grabbed him and said, look, guy, if you don't fucking get out of here, I'm going to get pissed. And I'm not a fighter. I don't, I don't like to fight. I don't like to do that. But when you're bothering my family, especially my sister, I'm going to get up in your face. So the guy leaves and I see him come back with, with, uh, Two other, like, a, a friend of his or something like that. And they stand right, both of them stand right behind us. And I already know what's going down. And I turn around and I look and I see him and I give him a smirk. And the guy goes, concert's up front. And I go, yeah, I fucking know. I'm trying to watch it. And uh, I hear him talking shit behind, I hear him talking shit. And uh, the one dude tries sneaking around, the guy who kept hitting on my sister, starts sneaking around, my buddy Eric steps in the way and grabs him and stops him, and then I get shoved from behind by the dude's friend, so I turn around, I'm like, alright, here we go, he shoves me, I shove him, he swings at me, misses, and I go to fucking haymaker him, fortunately, Somebody comes in and breaks it up, and I'm and they, they're like, "What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's?" Going on? And I'm like, "I'm just trying to watch the show." And this dude keeps fucking bothering us, and he came up on us and was trying to fight me. I mean, I'm not gonna take no shit. I'm glad he broke it up though, because I would have probably gotten kicked out, and I wouldn't have gotten to see Shine Down. Pretty much missed most of Breaking Benjamin. Oh, uh, nothing more played that show too, and they killed it. But yeah, so I, I basically missed Breaking Benjamin, which was fine because I've seen them other times. But yeah, I almost got in a fight that show. That might I think that was the closest I ever came to getting in a fight at a concert. Because I don't like to fight. But if you're fucking with me, I'm not going to not fight you. I almost got in a fight at Cold, too. Some guy was trying to hit on these girls. And I was like laughing at him. Because I was like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a drunk idiot, and these girls are way too hot for you, and they don't want anything to do with you. The guy comes up to me, and he's like, you got something to say? You got something to say? I was like, no, dude. You're just acting like a fucking idiot. Like, I'm trying to watch the show, and you're bothering these girls. They want to watch the show. 
and you're being obnoxious. And then he's like, well, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And the security guy saw them, saw him bantering with me, and he took him out, so. Yay, drunk idiots! Oh, boy. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, there's a couple of concert stories for you. Uh, here's one I wanted to tell you that I didn't see in the book. I don't actually think I have this ticket anymore. It might be in there. I should double check. It was, it was one of my first ever concerts. Papa Roach. Mm. It must have been 7th grade, something like that, which would make me 13. So, 13 or 14. So, uh, went to that, it was a fair show. It was, they were playing during, like, during the fair. So, because of that, you get free admission to the fair with your ticket. So, we went to the fair beforehand. We're walking through the, uh, just through the fair, and sure enough, we see the lead singer of Papa Roach just walking around, shopping at all the little booths and stuff. And everyone's like, is that him? Is that him? I was like, I'm, I'm 13, by the way. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go check. Walked up, I looked at his knuckles because I knew he had love-hate on his knuckles. And I was like, that's him. And I just go, hey, are you Jacoby Shaddix? And he's like, yes, sir, I am. And I was like, right on. Well, I'm a big fan. I'm not really a huge fan of them anymore, but at the time I was. And it was awesome just to get... To, I, I'd still... It'd, be, it'd still be awesome to meet him. Like, I'm not a huge fan, but I'd still meet the guy. And uh, he signed our tickets, and he was really, really nice. Uh, he looked at me and he goes, Hey, what's your name, man? And I go, Dakota. And he goes, Oh, shit, that's my middle name. And I didn't believe him, and I looked it up, and sure enough, his middle name is Dakota. Now, the reason I bring this up, I was, I was thinking about doing the concert stories earlier, and it got me thinking about that story, and that got me thinking about something else. So. Long time ago, there was this video made. There was this, okay, there was this kid who, I won't mention his name, Notorious like one of the worst bands in all of this town his lead singer of this band thought he was the shit super cocky huge Papa Roach fan I guess I won't mention his name but if you know you know and this was nine I only know this because of the video I have it ready to go I'm going to show you guys nine years ago this video was taken. And I'm pretty sure he's around my age. He's either a year older or a year younger. Right around my age. Because I remember in high school they were the they were like a band. I think he's older than me. I don't I don't remember. So he's around twenty something now. So this was this would have been like he's around 25, 26, 27. This would this would have been nine years ago. So granted he's young, but he's in high school when this happened. High school. He met Jacoby Shaddix, like I did, I was 13. He met Jacoby Shaddix. Keep in mind, he's a mega fan, okay? And this was the result.
You can find this on YouTube. I haven't seen this in a long time. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Go back. <laughs> I haven't seen this in a long time. I, I, it's got 45,000 views. Watch Jacoby. He looks at him and says, Chill, dude. He goes, Wow, man, chill. Probably because he's never had anybody freak out over him this much. Good morning. Right here. <laughs> Just chill. <let> go. <laughs> he goes, Just chill, dude. It's all good. I'm not gay. That was funny. <laughs> he makes fun of him right there. He made a poster. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, like, we have so the idea. Yeah, we have the idea. Oh, for today? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, um, you're a trash. I know. No kidding. He's shaking. Where's the letter? Uh, right here. Yeah, I, 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 I nice. want to be able to say, so that's like for the whole band. Okay, cool. I'll read it to you. So, okay, actually, now. He wrote him a letter. I have done that as well. So I can't talk shit on that. He wrote him a letter because he knew he couldn't speak to, he wouldn't be able to like, I'm sure he didn't think he was going to get this opportunity. But, so he, he, uh. He wrote him a letter. I've done that before too, so no shit on him for that. But they, but he's shaking like a leaf. I met him too, and I get it. He's a big fan of theirs. Not like I, I'm not a big fan of theirs. I've met my favorite band, and and now let me tell you this. That's my biggest fear: is that I'm going to act like that in front of somebody I I highly admire. The older I get, the more certain I'm not going to do that. I met my favorite band, Shinedown. I would have been like a senior in high school or something like that. I don't remember what year it was. I think it was 2012. So I was a senior in high school. I was about this guy's age. And I was very nervous. But I didn't do that. Like, jeez, dude. I don't know. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Jeremy. It's okay. Calm down. I'll take okay. a picture, yes. I'll take a picture for you. Because I'm a friend. I shouldn't even make fun of him. If you're a fan, you're a fan. I get it. I mean, you never really expect to meet your idols and your... And your, uh... I just remember thinking about that and it was like... I hadn't seen that in a long time, so I wanted to watch that again. But I shouldn't make fun. It is what it is. Sometimes, you know, I mean, you never know how you're going to act. And I have, that's my biggest fear is that I'm going to act like that if I ever met, you know, one of my biggest... who Anybody, anybody. Musician, athlete. But like I said, the older I get, the more certain I'm not going to act like that. Um, remember, Jacoby Shaddix used to... Host the show Scarred on uh, 
on uh, MTV. And I was thinking about that, too, about how he had the show Scarred. When I met him, a kid I was with, that's all he knew him from was Scarred. So he's like, oh, I really like your show Scarred. And he's like, oh, thanks. Like, not my music. I thought that was funny. But uh, I was thinking about how... uh, Like, that's... I don't have any broken... I've never had a broken bone. But I have a lot of scars. So, let's talk scar stories. Um, never broken a bone in my life. But I have had a lot of stitches. Number one. Right here. I got a scar right on my chin. You you never see it unless I shave my beard. It was on my baptism day. I got kicked off a slide... And it was a tall-ass slide. Hit the ground. Don't remember anything. Don't know how my chin got cut. Because I hit the back of my head. Probably explains why I'm so nuts. But. Stitches in my chin. Definitely 100% got a concussion. Uh, That was one. My eye. I have a a scar right above my eye. That's a fun story. Um, I, Me and my sister were playing some game, and I went downstairs to grab some Beanie Babies, which were on the top shelf of in my room. <clears throat> my dumbass decided to stand on a spinning chair, like, a, like an office chair, to grab these things. Grabbed it. Sp- went to turn. The whole thing spun. I fell. Hit my eye on my race car bed. That's right. I was that cool, had a race car bed, hit my eye on my race car bed, and I was like, damn, like, that kind of hurt, didn't, didn't touch it or anything, I walk out, my older, my older sister sitting in the, like, family room, she looks up at me and goes, (gasps) and I'm like, what the fuck, I look in the mirror, my whole eye is just covered in blood, and I'm, and then I start freaking out, of course, it didn't hurt until I saw it. I had to go to the emergency get that stitched up. Um, I've had it recently, within the last three years, two st- stitches on my hands due to uh, repairing windshields. First one, right here, dead center of my palm. That sucked. Slice it open with a razor blade. That one fucking sucked because it's on my right hand. So I was very, it, it limited my ability to, with my hand, um, right in the fucking palm too, dude. And it's like, it was opposite of like the way my, my hand closes and they had to put shots in there and it hurt like a mother every single time. And it didn't even work because every time they stitch it up, it still hurt. And then even more recently, like about a year ago, I sliced open my middle finger right on the tip bad, deep. Had to get like four stitches in that one. And that was from pulling a trim off, a metal trim, and my hand slipped on it and just, it actually sliced this finger, this finger, and this finger, but this one's the one that got it deepest. And that sucked too. But at least it was on my left hand. Thousand bucks is how much it cost to do that. That's with insurance. Um, And then... Let me think. Oh, yeah. My favorite scar story. 
I have two scars right on my shins. Both shins. Now you would expect maybe something cool. Oh no. Here's how this one, here's how I got these scars on my shins. So we used to go to this bar and do karaoke. It was like our go-to bar because it had karaoke, pool, had everything. And we'd go weekly. Now every time we went, every time I went to the bathroom, it had kind of lower uh, sinks. So I would always box jump up onto these sinks after I went to the bathroom. Just once. It was only, I, I would do it once every time we were at the place. Not every time I went to the bathroom. But I'd stand and I'd jump up and double plant your feet down on the, on the sink. And I, I, I was really, really good at it. Even when I was drinking. This particular time, I was not actually that drunk. But I jump up there, and I my feet just barely miss, and both my shins come crashing down right on the corner of this counter, and just fucked up my legs bad. I was able to. I didn't need stitches or anything. I was able to bandage them up and cover them up, and I went on with the rest of the night and kept singing. But it fucking hurt to stand and walk. That sucked. But and I got scars from it. They're they're right on my shin bone. And that's probably my best. That's my favorite scar story. The rest of them all sucked. That one sucked too. But it was at least kind of funny. So yeah, those are my scar stories. Oh, damn. That's about it, huh? I think we did it. Um. Man, we we talked a we talked about a lot of stuff today. That was a good episode. <clears throat> That's what happens when when you go off the cuff, man. When you just when you start losing your marbles and the show starts going off the rails, this is what you get. What you see is what you get. Uh, thank you for watching. As always, appreciate it. Make sure to check out our uh, the band. Keep updated on new shows. And. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to like, share, and subscribe because you fucking won't anyway. So, thank you for watching anyway. Do appreciate it. And uh, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.